0: Welcome to The Business of Cleaning. My name is Haley Morris and I'm your podcast coordinator and host. Our show is about bringing together the advice of experts from all the way across the cleaning industry. And for season two in particular, we're going to delve into how to utilize important connections to both elevate your business and your career. If that's of interest to you, just keep listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Business of Cleaning. My name is Haley. I'm your podcast coordinator and host. And today with me, I have a very special guest. Her name is Debbie Sardone. And Debbie is someone I'm super excited to have gotten on our show. But I'm going to let her tell you more about herself if you haven't already heard her name.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, what a perfect fit we are for this show because my whole world is all about cleaning. In fact, if there's dust or a toilet anywhere nearby, it's probably got my name on it. So thank you for having me. Um, my, my whole world is all about cleaning. So I started a cleaning company out of the trunk of my car, like a lot of small entrepreneurs do with no plan, just an idea to make some fun money. And, um, you know, 30-plus years later, it turned into a cleaning empire. I now have one of the largest um, self-running maid services in the country. We're in the top 1% of all cleaning services for residential cleaning. Uh, I also own Speed Cleaning, where we manufacture eco-friendly cleaning supplies and and, um, offer equipment for all things cleaning. We ship all around the world. And then... About 16 years ago, I started the nonprofit Cleaning for a Reason, which is truly my passion project. It's a nonprofit. We provide free house cleaning services to women and families who are battling cancer. And we use a network of over 1,200 residential cleaning companies to provide those free services. And so far, we've helped nearly 50,000 families receive the gift of free house cleaning. So my whole world is cleaning.
0: Oh my gosh. It's, it's so cool to just hear about what you are doing. I know you were a name that's come up again and again, as we talked about what we wanted to do with the show, who we wanted to bring on. Um, you just, you're an impressive figure even before I met you. And I can say that you live up to it talking to you already. So thank you. No problem. I would have to say, I am so excited with like you making the eco-friendly products is huge for me because I love sustainability. I tend to think of it in the side of textiles and the fabric markets, but thinking about like cleaning and the impact our cleaning supplies and all of these other things have on it is huge. And then not only did you do that, that you're doing good for the planet, but you took it like 10 steps further and you're helping people who really, really need it. And you know, my family has a history of cancer and We have struggled throughout our life. So to know like the kind of people that you're helping, it is just, it's incredible. So
1: it's such an important work is to use what you do for a living as an entrepreneur and find a way to serve and give back. And of course the eco-friendly cleaning products is just a first step because as you can imagine, cancer patients should not be around harsh chemicals. So for some of the companies that use our products, our, our, non-toxic products, that's an extra benefit when the company volunteers to go in and clean for a cancer patient. And I didn't even mention as, as I was talking about my, my cleaning empire or my cleaning world, about 15 years ago, I started business consulting and training with business owners of the residential cleaning industry. And, um, in such a short period of time teaching and training cleaning business owners, we now have the number one residential cleaning business academy in the world. And I like to tell people we have created more mop-free millionaires than anyone on the planet. And I believe a big part of our success is the fact that we do have a giving mindset. We do believe that part of doing good in business is uh, is doing well with the public and giving back, and so I think it all fits. You know, even though everything is related to cleaning—from cleaning houses to manufacturing cleaning products to coaching and training owners in the cleaning industry to giving away free house cleaning. It all fits, and it all fits under the umbrella of helping and serving other people get what they want, and then you raise your own having level to where you eventually get what you want, and it, it just fits beautifully.
0: It's such an incredible mindset. I think the thing that I've seen amongst just business owners and people on the business side of any company is that they're sometimes too afraid to be giving and they'll do a little bit, but it's always making sure it's that loose change or that extra time. Um, Employees volunteering, a lot of times you'll see it done outside of company hours and it's not super incentivized. And it's not that, oh, we we don't want to be good people. It's just that we got to run the business first. And that mindset takes over. And I know that can be stressful for people who are in the company, but this mindset of if you, you work to do good first, it'll do good for your business. Later. Yeah.
1: It's one of the major concepts that I teach a business owner that is struggling. It is that scarcity mindset that, well, I don't have enough to give, but maybe later, right? It's that scarcity mindset that actually keeps us hungry and starving in business success. And what I teach people is once you open up your mind to abundance, and you just give from the heart, what you will discover is it always comes back tenfold. I'll give you an example. I actually in planning for the podcast today. I I brought my folder. I call this my $100,000 folder. (laughs) And uh, for for people that are actually watching on video and not everybody is, some people are just listening, but my $100,000 folder, it's in a pink folder, This is all of the free media and publicity that is worth more than $100,000 that's represented in this folder, um, being uh, featured in Reader's Digest as uh, the number two item in their top 25 best things in America, newspaper articles, um, awards and recognition Free ads that my sponsor, uh, the the advertisers, have run for my company to talk about our nonprofit. I've probably got a hundred thousand dollars worth of free publicity from just giving back, giving from the heart, and then watching it come back tenfold when I didn't have to ask for it. I truly believe that struggling businesses, when they incorporate some kind of a give back program they will be amazed at how they will grow quickly and how they will move from surviving to thriving. And and it's just all a part of that giver's gain and having the abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset. It opens up so many doors and so many possibilities.
0: You held up that folder and I love that it also matches your blazer. Like (laughs) it makes me very happy. It's my charity pink. Yes, I love it. I love it. But thinking of that, like that, that kind of marketing content. I am newer to the marketing industry, and I have to say, the first thing that comes up are budgets, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the first thing you think of is, well, that you know, it usually goes to sales. It normally goes to, uh, you know, inventory or things like that. Um, It usually goes straight to those customer interactions versus uh, marketing itself tends to get the smaller budget and it's, it's nerve wracking for those who are working and trying to build brand awareness and trying to connect to the community. And that's the big thing is connecting to the community. Cause if you connect to the community, the community will build you
1: up. They will support you. They will support you. In fact, I'll tell you about an experience I had when I was at a Chamber of Commerce meeting. And this has been close to 15 years ago when I first started the nonprofit. But I was there representing my business, right? I mean, you go to Chamber of Commerce, you want to network with your fellow entrepreneurs in your community. And somebody from across the room that I had never met shouted from across the room. And this was a room full of about 80 other local business owners. And she shouted, you're Debbie Sardone. I know who you are. You own Buckets and Bows Maid Service. And I just looked kind of surprised. And she could see the look on my face. And this was like in front of 80 people. And she said, you don't know who I am, but I know who you are. And I love what your company is doing to give free cleanings to families with cancer. And this is somebody who I've never met who loves what my company does? She's never used my service. You can't even buy that kind of endorsement and advertising, if, if that's what you want to call it, in a room full of other businesses that are in a position to do business with you or refer you. You can't even pay for it. That was pure gold. And of course, it meant so much to me personally.
0: I probably would have danced on the spot. My goodness, that I was amazing. pretty excited. <laughs> That, I know one of my goals is to to figure out how to get involved in the Chamber of Commerce for my city, just because there's so many incredible people involved. And I don't even run my own business. I just, I want to connect to these people. But, you know, to sit with those kinds of people and to have that kind of recognition in a room where these are the, the go-getters of the business world. These are the people who really want to step it up and connect to the community, but also like do good for their business. They tend to be the the forward thinkers. So like,
1: they're the ones in a position to refer you. mm -hmm. They're the ones in a position to use your service or to buy your product. And so when they connect with you on a level that has nothing to do with, hi, I just met you. You want to buy something from me? Right. When they connect with you on a completely different level, that nobody in that room is expecting, right? You think about, and networking is only one example Mm -hmm. to have doors open for you instead of you constantly banging on doors, doors saying, hi, buy from me. Hi, can we have a meeting? Can I sell you, right? Networking is only one example. But when you get to a place in your business where people admire you for more than what you do, more than what you sell, now you are literally, inviting pursuit versus always pursuing when it comes to getting customers and winning uh, customers or winning accounts, you want to invite pursuit. And I I didn't chase her to say that. Okay. She invited that pursuit. It was just, it's, it's amazing what giving back and using your business and your brand to make a difference. It's amazing what it will do for you and your business.
0: It's crazy to just think about it, especially because, you know, what they're seeing is this entity of power, like a business has power and influence, no matter how small or big they do. And of course, you're always hearing about them in the media, sometimes not the most positive. And you think of these cleaning businesses that are quite literally at times everywhere. They have so much influence and connections within the community. And you think of an entity like that, taking that influence and using it for good, it, it, it's just really cool from the outsider perspective to be like, wow, it's not you going to volunteer. It's you taking this influence and power, this thing that you could just be greedy with and sharing it and using it to leverage something positive for the people around you.
1: Exactly. 80% of consumers when polled said that they would switch brands away from a brand they're already using or they're loyal to and they're satisfied with. 80% of consumers said they would switch brands if all things were equal and one brand was giving back and the other wasn't. That's powerful. The consumer public, the people that are buying from us, they care about cause. They care about how their money or their purchase is being used to do good in the world. And when a business Is making a difference, it compels people to be more loyal, to refer more often, and to buy more often. So, like I said in the beginning, you know, I believe you can't outgive giving. Every time I've given, it comes back tenfold. And so even when I've been giving in fear, it's like, oh my goodness, can I really afford to do this? Right. When I started my nonprofit, I had to come up with all that money to launch the nonprofit. And I just was like, oh, I hope I can afford to do this. Oh, I hope it doesn't flop. And now 15 years later, I can't outgive my nonprofit and all the benefit that it's created for the business owners that have joined forces with us and have gotten their own level of media and publicity and goodwill in their community. And as a result, great sales and incredible exposure.
0: It It's what I think you mentioned the term, term cause marketing when we were talking earlier, correct? Yes. Yes. So it's, it's a lot of what we, struggle with, you know, like the marketing aspect, how do you build awareness, affinity with, um, and, you know, just connect a lot of, um, going back to, I listened to this really great, it was a podcast seminar, oddly enough, of course your podcaster would be in on it. Um, but I attended it. Somebody recommended it to me from actually the other podcast I work on. And it was really cool because one of the things they talked about is one of these brands figured out that the key is the affinity part not the awareness because people can be aware of you and just keep going Um, like you see a lot of logos every day you start to recognize logos there are some like clothing brand logos I recognize because all these youtubers are trying them and I'm just like I get left with this feeling of cheat you know scammy kind of feeling and people can be left with that from a brand too so what you really want to build up is that affinity which is what you have really locked in on with cause marketing is not just making your name known but people feel connected to you even when they're not using your brand they know who it is they know what you're doing that's crazy that somebody you didn't know and doesn't use your your brand doesn't connect with your company knows exactly what you're doing what you're up
1: to like I love the way you phrased that. In fact, I wrote it down because it was so good. (laughs) Affinity over awareness. People can be aware of you and ignore you for years. But when they fall in love with your brand, they can't ignore you. They can't get you out of their mind. And there is no other choice when they have an affinity for your brand. I'm going to give you an example. Since I was a teenager, back in the 70s, since I was a teenager, I used... The um, the Maybelline Mascara, okay? The women totally know what I'm talking about. It's the mascara with the green base and the, I'm sorry, the pink base and the bright green lid. I use that brand since the 70s. And then L'Oreal Paris, another cosmetic brand, not Maybelline, reached out to me and invited me to be honored at their big annual event to honor uh, women who are making a difference. And it's called... Um, I don't even know why I can't think of it right now. Um, (laughs) Women of of Worth, it's their big Women of Worth event once a year. And they invited me to come and be a part of it. And there were uh, the top 10 of us from around the world that were chosen as a woman of worth, and I went to the gala, and I heard how L'Oreal cares about all of these incredible causes, and they featured Cleaning for a Reason, my cause, and nine others that were all equally worthy of people's support and generosity. They were just beautiful causes led by women, right? And of course, their market is women. It's a cosmetics company, but they told these beautiful stories. They gave all of us a little packet of samples of makeup. One of them was mascara. And of course, you could probably relate to this. You know, once you fall in love with the mascara, you're like, I'm not changing brands. You won't change brands on your makeup. You're totally loyal only because you like the product, not because you are in love with the company. And so I thought, well, you know, it's free. I'll go ahead and give it a try. I absolutely fell in love with the mascara. I gave it a try and I haven't bought the other brand since. I will forever use the L'Oreal Paris brand of makeup, because I fell in love with the company when I saw how they elevated women who are making a difference in the world, women who have launched nonprofits and are truly helping those that are suffering. In one moment, I switched a brand I had been loyal to for life. For life, I switched a brand in one moment because all of a sudden I fell in love with that brand and and the product was good. I, I don't know that it was any better. It was good. It was great. But I love the brand now. And it's like, wow, Maybelline doesn't even know they lost my business that I've been buying from them my entire life.
0: It's crazy. It is mind blowing (laughs) to think, but it's so true. And I am starting to do a certification for social media marketing on HubSpot. And one of the first things they mentioned, was that social media is powerful because of this ability to do one-on-one marketing. It's a personal connection without actually physically meeting with every single person. But you have found, or rather a chance upon, whatever way you want to look at it, this other way of one-on-one marketing. And this way, like we said it before, the affinity building, which is really where the power is at. Because you might... Have brand awareness amongst millions of people, or thousands of people, or whatever your demographic is that you're hitting. They might know your brand, but if they're not buying from you, then like that awareness does nothing. Affinity is where you drive connection, and the majority of people who have an affinity for your company are either one going to be a customer, or two going to refer over people because they might not have specific need of you, but you're going to be in the back of their mind a lot more than your logo is, and. It's, it's easier
1: like, to close the sale when you closed. when they already love your brand. Mm-hmm. They've already felt a connection to your brand and they've never met you or they've never talked to you about your product or your service, but they've been watching you and they've been hearing about the good deeds and they read about you in the paper or they saw you on TV or on Oprah. We've been featured on Oprah, the Steve Harvey show, Buzzfeed. I mean, just all over the internet, right? And when they already have an opinion about your brand, You don't even have to work hard to close the sale if what you offer is what they're looking for. It's done. And it's that affinity. Mm
0: -hmm. And like we said, that one-on-one marketing connection, that one-on-one conversation you're having without even needing to be physically present is so far, like it's so powerful because it's personal. And when it's personal, they feel that the brand is more human-like and people will generate opinions about your brand whether you're there or not so if you can take control of that opinion by doing something good and locking your brand in with a cause you're going to be more forgivable if you have a slip Mm -hmm. up or if maybe your services aren't great one week they're going to be like yeah they're people, they make mistakes, just like they would for um, their favorite cousin, Fred, or whoever, you know, maybe
1: they, maybe they
0: actually like that one distant relative. And they're like, Oh, yeah, they make mistakes. But it's okay. I love them. Right. You know, it's what I call
1: putting skin on your brand. Right. So the bigger your company, you hit on this earlier, the bigger your company, the bigger the target, the bigger the corporation, the bigger the target on their back, because it's kind of acceptable in our society to treat big brands or big corporations like a bad guy because there isn't a person you're targeting. And so when your company ends up having skin on their business, and, and people actually see it more as, you know, a person. Like, like you said, your, your uncle that you'll tolerate mistakes with if he's your handyman or your plumber, right? When a company or a corporation has found a way to put skin on their business, people are more forgiving. And uh, one perfect example is Procter & Gamble. You know, that's a huge corporation, multi-billion dollar corporation. And it's hard for them to have skin on their, their company, right? I mean, you know, everybody sees them as this gigantic conglomerate. But they got behind cleaning for a reason, and they donated in partnership with Walmart uh, over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to help our organization serve more patients. And that was all they asked for. They just wanted us to serve more patients with their donations. And they created a pink Swiffer mop specific to highlight their partnership with Cleaning for a Reason, and they placed them in all the Sam's. Uh, the Walmart, I'm sorry, all the Walmart stores in the major markets around the country with with branded pallets that said benefiting, cleaning for reasons, serving families battling cancer. And so we had cleaning companies all over the United States going to Walmart, buying up all the pink Swiffer mops they could buy and use it. Why? Because they felt like, wow, they're supporting me In this work that I'm doing in my community to serve families, it literally put skin on that business for me. It made Procter and Gamble feel smaller in my eyes, like it was an organization that I had more of an affinity with than I've ever had before.
0: And you know what? Uh, Thinking about like the particular cause that you're giving to with cancer patients, there are so many causes in the world that you can get involved in. I, you, you talk about like homelessness, starvation, uh, this children and stuff. Um, I would say even those situations, a lot, there are many people who have never actually touched upon that payment. Like they don't know somebody or they don't know it themselves, but I feel like cancer is this, this really horrible thing that has touched almost everyone in some shape or form. And I know it's been like my, in my family, like I've known people, since before I was born, like my great grandma um, actually had breast cancer and she was the funniest woman on earth. You would have (laughs) never known she'd gone through a single hardship in her, her life because she was just so, you know, so good natured about it. But like, even in the like last year we, we were touched by it. And so like, it touches everyone in some shape or form. And I've attended events and stuff like that about it, but To find like a cause that resonates with so many people, to find a cause, even if it's just local to your community and to be able to give back, it's going to make you feel really, really good to be able to help in some small way. But it's also just you're, you're touching us so many people.
1: Answer is, is probably the most relatable crisis and cause in the country. Because it is the devastating news for any family member or individual to receive. And it is the most heartwarming cause that you can rally behind. It's not controversial. It's not political. A A company can rally behind cancer causes and know that there's a lot of people that need their help. And one of the things I love about cleaning for a reason, because there are so many causes, you touched on this, there are so many causes out there supporting uh, the cancer crisis. And a lot of those causes, although they're important and we need them, their help is for 30 years from today in terms of research. And cleaning for a reason is that practical help today. The cancer patient is getting chemotherapy and radiation or having cancer, uh, surgery next week and their home and their toilets and their floors are being cleaned today. And so it's incredibly relatable and it is truly an important cause in our society.
0: Mm-hmm. And you think of the people that are going through that, how precious and precarious their health is in that moment that a clean environment is so vital. We talked about with like children, most children just need to grow up a little dirty. So they build up immunity to stuff, but like, yes. that doesn't, you know, that doesn't apply. You need the opposite, you need clean. But if everybody is financially and physically dealing with this beast that has come down, it, it hits an entire family, no it matter does. who it strikes. And so to be able to help.
1: It is such a practical, tangible help. That people need. We've heard from people, I'm thinking specifically of a gentleman that wrote us and we served his wife who had cancer came in and clean for her. And he said, you know, I've been doing everything since my wife's diagnosis, he said, I'm picking up the kids, I'm making dinner, I'm doing the laundry. I'm running the errands. He said, I'm doing everything. And he said, walking into a clean house, although you guys really did it for my wife, he said, you cannot imagine the burden that lifted off of me. And that was the spouse of somebody caring for someone with cancer. And then I recall uh, the lady that wrote us an email, and I believe her name was Carolyn. And she said, when I received my diagnosis of stage four breast cancer, she said, I didn't tell my family, but I immediately gave up. I did not believe there was any hope. I felt like all of the power had been sucked out of my life, all the power and the control. And she said, I didn't believe for a minute that I would beat my cancer. And she said, but everything changed today when I walked in to my freshly cleaned home. And she said, I looked around, it smelled clean, it looked clean. And she said, for the first time, I had this immediate rush of control back in my life, because my house was under control. And she said, for the first time since my diagnosis, I had the confidence that I actually could beat this. And she said, that's what the cleaning for reason free cleaning did for her emotionally, is it gave her a sense of confidence and control when everything else in her life had basically spun out of control since the diagnosis.
0: It's, it's insane just to think of that, because your environment is so influential on just your state of mind. And when a state of mind is so wrecked like that with something that is like, like she said, so out of control, I, I can't imagine how powerful that is. I mean, my room is the best right now and I go
1: home and I'm like, Ooh. You should see my desk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. so to think that like you really are giving them some power back and refreshing their environment. And it is like a boost, mm-hmm. even if it's just meant to be a little aid during right. their day. It has. It's a, a boost of
1: normalcy. It's just a boost of normalcy. It's like, okay, I can get through another day. And that's really what it's about. And, you know, Haley, it goes to the heart of when you make a difference for somebody else, and there's no profit motive tied to it, there's no payment involved. Nobody gets paid for these free cleanings that are donated. They're not reimbursed. They're not paid for those. The owner foots the bill. They don't even have their employees volunteer. The owner pays their employees to do the work. And when you give from the heart and you do something without a profit motive, the benefits personally, emotional, and emotionally for the entrepreneur are immeasurable. They're priceless. And I I cannot tell you, out of all the milestones and achievements that I've reached in my different businesses, the most rewarding thing I do is give away free house cleaning. Hands down, the most rewarding thing I do
0: it's crazy i think of like um people talk about movement releases serotonin so like runner's high and all of these ways like people like to be active just because it makes them happy and then how that happiness has this like domino effect on the rest of their lives including their career and just thinking i don't know if i've seen any psychological studies on what giving and you know that mindset does but it, I, I really do believe it releases serotonin. And it has the same effect of movement that it's going to, like you said, give such a satisfying, good feeling. And it's going to have that same domino effect throughout your life and throughout, like, your company, for example. And that's outside of just the general marketing benefits.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up because one of the things that became A surprising benefit to my own cleaning company and a lot of cleaning companies around the country is you can imagine what is the number one struggle that any cleaning company has retention finding staff and retaining staff and, Mm -hmm. and and finding workers and just last night we had a town hall meeting for my nonprofit and one of our cleaning for reason partners came on and she owns a cleaning company and she said she has hired eight people in the last few months that all said, the reason I chose your company to work for is I love what you do. This giving back to families with cancer and cleaning for free, that really resonates with me. And so a surprising benefit is what it does for your employees when they see you as the owner of the company giving back and including them in the give back process. It is so rewarding. And then, of course, retention. When you attract the right people for the right reasons, when people come to your company because they really resonated with your core values, well, you're much more likely to return retain those people because they came to you for different reasons. So there's just so many benefits. Like I said, um, you know, I've benefited tenfold or a hundredfold from just incorporating giving as one of the most important parts of my company, and I, I I can't keep up with the benefits, and I could never have projected it or planned it. It's it's just incredible, and the employee satisfaction, morale building, team building. I will tell you, for a cleaning company, our employees are the ones begging to go serve the cancer patients. They're like, if, if you ever have another cancer patient to serve, please assign me. Now, when's the last time anybody had a, a cleaning staff member say, oh, please assign me to that cleaning job? They love it. They love it.
0: It's, it's incredible just to rewarding. think of. Yeah. I mean, I've worked in recruitment and I've seen sometimes – even just getting people to know your name is very hard. Getting them to stand behind your strategy and your purpose is so difficult. I know anybody who's been listening to this podcast, we've done episodes on leadership with Todd Hendricks Jr. Um, we have an episode that just came out with Eric Kurjan, who talked about strategy. And a lot of the things that cut, that is a struggle is once you've got your leadership and your strategy and things like that line, lined up and in place as a business owner, you struggle with the communication aspect, not just to your current employees, but to any incoming employees that you may be looking at. And with cause marketing and with this particular method of doing and reaching people, you've already done it without even having to put money into it, without even having to set up a communication plan, just what your actions are actually speaking louder for louder than words. Like that cliche uh, phrase comes up because it's true. Your actions have spoken for you and it's drawn in, like you said, the right people. Uh-huh.
1: Living your core values as opposed to just writing them in a handbook or putting them on a wall. Living your core values is what causes employees and customers to be even more loyal to your brand.
0: Um, it, you know, like that is one of the hardest things. Your values, your mission statement, your strategy, your vision. Getting those from top to bottom, getting those out into the community, it seems impossible sometimes. Even from marketing, from a leader standpoint, it's like, how do you, how do you properly communicate that so everybody's actually on the same page? Because nobody listens the same way that you're speaking. Never. It's hard right. to do. You know, yeah. it's hard
1: to do because oftentimes those core values are aspirational. But in the day-to-day grind, when you're answering phones and bidding jobs and putting out fires, It's really hard to pay attention to what was important to you when you wrote those core values. But when you incorporate giving, it illuminates all of the other core values that most people have. And so here's the thing. Businesses are busy. And if you don't have a planned, purposeful, give-back program, you'll always intend to, but you'll (laughs) rarely follow through. Right. And so that's why cleaning for a reason was like the biggest solution to any cleaning business that wants to give back on a regular basis because we just made it easy. We just made it easy. If you don't clean houses, but you're a part of the cleaning industry, it just makes sense to donate and sponsor those residential cleaning companies that are doing the work. I mean, it's just, it's such an easy way to incorporate what is important to you, and that is giving back for most people. And it just makes it easy because if we didn't make it easy, people would get too busy and wouldn't have the time.
0: It's true. And, you know, one thing I've noticed is like, as people are hiring, as people are community, they'll say, oh, we do this, we get involved in this. And like you said, it's very aspirational where they want to, but they don't make the time for it. And so the actual like give back is very small. And so being so intentional, working with a company that enables that and promotes it, it actually makes what you're communicating at the front door true throughout so you know bringing on the right people you're able to retain them like you said before and i just thinking like the impact that can have you know on the overall morale and the overall way of which you do things i mean people come in and you say they they know as an individual mm-hmm. i want to help people with cancer i want to help people go struggling and I'm getting paid for it. This is, you
1: know, they're right. like, whoa. <laughs> exactly. The employee gets to experience the entire give back formula. And most employees can't really afford to write checks, to donate yeah. to big nonprofits, they just can't. And when they participate, whether they participate in a fundraising event that the company is launching for Cleaning for Reason, or they participate in the actual cleanings, if they're a residential cleaning company, the employee gets to experience that fulfillment that comes from helping another human being who did not pay for it. And they get the joy of giving too.
0: It's I, It kind of becomes a, why wouldn't you do this type of thing at the end, right? No matter where you're coming from, I mean, even there's probably people who might listen if they don't even have a cleaning company or something really. They're like, Can I donate? (laughs) You know, like, can I? The answer is
1: yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is, you know, it is amazing cause, but there's so many benefits to doing it because there are extremely logical people who run businesses. There's a reason they're in the positions they're in, right? So they'd be like, Oh, it's sentimental and good, but what does it do for me? Like how can I sustain this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a lot of the how can you sustain it? What benefits does it have? And things like that for the business front. And there's so many. There's just so many lined up. And you showed that when you started this, there was a lot of input and your reward so much, you know, so to say, came back later. But it was a little bit of that karma because we think of karma in a negative way, but karma is just getting back what you put out, you know, exactly.
1: It builds momentum Mm -hmm. over time. And especially if it's a simple program that the public actually really genuinely cares about over time, it builds momentum. And so, you know, my philosophy is keep everything simple or you won't be able to keep up with it. Right. And so if, you know, if, if you want to help and all you can do is sign up to donate regularly on a monthly basis, that's sufficient. It's far better than, oh, I meant to give last year. I never did. It's so much better. And when you get your employees involved or you hold a fundraiser with your employees and you raise funds, they love it, you love it, and your customers are paying attention.
0: Exactly. like There's not much more to say after that. It does so many benefits. And I mean, you think of the people you're benefiting with the cause and you think of the benefits that it has internally for both your company and yourself. Like I said, it's a, why wouldn't you do this? You know, it's a
1: win-win it's a win-win. And I am on a personal mission this year. In fact, I haven't even shared this with my team. They'll probably, I'll probably scare them out of their (laughs) minds, but I am on a personal mission this year to inspire 1000 heart centered entrepreneurs to either raise $1,000 in a 12-month period or just donate $1,000 to cleaning for a reason. Because I know, I know they will reap the benefits tenfold or more. And cleaning for a reason, it is a 501c3 nonprofit. We need everyone's help so that we can serve way past 50,000 families. I want to serve 100,000 families with free cleaning.
0: And we put you know, as businesses, especially as you grow, you're going to put a thousand dollars into your marketing to have a lot less of an impact. And so there's, there's really, it's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It really is. It really is. And it's, you know, when you're thinking of marketing, when you're thinking of team building, and when you think of growth, this is not people's first priority most of the time. And maybe it should be, you know, like I think so.
1: If they made it their first priority, they would be shocked at the marketing, branding, and PR benefits. They would be shocked. When I started this nonprofit over 15 years ago, I didn't even know really that much about PR. I'd never been featured on TV, right? And since that time, as a result, I have a folder filled with over $100,000 worth of, as they call it in media, earned media right? I didn't pay for it. I earned it. And so anybody that's listening, especially if you are on the marketing team at your company, or you're an entrepreneur, and you're trying to figure out how to budget your money, cleaning for a reason, we'll show you how to leverage the power of giving back. And you won't be able to keep up with the benefits that you reap.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Debbie. And I have to say, like, this has been a I mean, I feel good from this episode. So awesome.
1: Thank you. So do I. All
0: right. Um, Do you have any other advice that you would like to leave our listeners with before we close out?
1: Well, I guess the last piece of advice that I would give is, you know, like I started out saying, give in abundance, don't give in scarcity, because if you give in scarcity, you reap in scarcity. And when you give in abundance, you reap Abundance and it doesn't always have to be monetarily, it can just be whatever you find a way to give back in your community to serve other people. You will see that come back far more than it costs you. And if anybody is interested in donating to Cleaning for a Reason, it is a tax-deductible donation. You can go to cleaningforreason.org and just click on the donate page and you can set up a monthly donation. $10 a month, $100 a month, or whatever you want, and serve in that capacity, or look for ways in your local community to give back and make a difference. And I promise you, if you give in abundance, you will reap in abundance.
0: All right. Thank you, Debbie. And thank you, everybody for listening. I know we gave you food for thought. I know we gave you something to work on in the next coming weeks or however long, but this is something you can do right now. And so thank you everybody for tuning in for another episode of the business of cleaning, and we will see you next week.